everybody. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. I am Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about time value of money. This might be one of the most important concepts that most folks don't really have a good understanding of. Yeah, I think when, um, you know, when we're sitting down and talking to naturopathic doctors and we're, we're talking about cash flows, debts, right, when we're, when we're really help, help them on the financial side of things, like where they should be putting their dollars, this definition, this concept, this, this utilization of your money is surrounded in everything we do. And it is often either A, overlooked or maybe B, misunderstood. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, th- I think misunderstood is more often, but yeah, I mean, it's entirely possible. It's not even just top of mind or relevant to, to the thinking or the thought process. So what do we mean by time value money, right? So a, a brief, like down and dirty definition is a dollar today is worth more than a dollar tomorrow. And it's that measure of the difference that is the time value of money. Exactly. So Alex, why don't you start with an example of, of really explaining that definition? Yeah. So if I borrow $100 from you, Ryan, the question becomes, how quickly do you want it paid back? As quickly as possible. Okay. And then the next question is, how much do I have to give back? If I just give back the $100, is that okay? No. Got it. So I have to give you some value above and beyond the $100 to to make it so that you want to lend me the hundred bucks. Yeah. For you, I would want at least a thousand dollars back. <laughs> Which basically means I'm never going to buy, borrow a hundred <laughs> bucks from you. Um, you know, and, unless I can pay that hundred bucks or the thousand bucks back in say a million years. And if that's the case, then sure. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do that all day long. Um, so it, it, what we're talking about there is really what is the implied interest rate in the lending of the money back and forth. What is the what is the time value of that money? How much more do I have to give Ryan in order to incentivize him to lend me the hundred bucks? Right. And and to take that one step further, what do you get to do with that hundred dollars to make it worth your time? Right. So let, let's tie this to the practice, right? Like this is a great conversation when we're talking about borrowing money possibly to invest in your practice. Or, or even just taking profits to invest back into your practice. Right. Right. Practice. So, so let, let's dive into that, Alex. So let's, let's, let's do the exact, very similar example and walk through that. Sure. So let's say that we're trying to figure out uh, whether or not we should hire an employee. And let's say that the hiring an employee is going to cost us $40,000 a year. Okay. How quickly are we going to be able to get that employee up to speed? And are we going to get the utility of that $40,000 back? How efficient? And when we say utility and when we say efficiency, that's really what we're after is how quickly are we going to get the investment that we've made in our practice back. So for example, hiring that employee, will we get more than the $40,000? And 
does that happen in year one in year two how quickly do we like how quickly do we get that forty thousand dollars that we've invested back yeah, and that's the million dollar question right like i don't know how many naturopathic doctors we speak to and they're either looking for their first employee or possibly looking for maybe their their first other doctor right so you've got two two different types of employees you've got maybe the office assistant or administrator and then you've got maybe another doctor right both people are very valuable right because the office assistant or administrator is helping tape you know, the busy work off your hand, maybe paperwork and that kind of stuff. So what does that allow you to do with your time that maybe brings in more revenue? Yeah. So for example, if you're able to see an extra, you know, two patients a day, like, okay, how, what's the value of a patient in terms of the, the, the revenue to the, to the practice? And is that going to be more than the $40,000 to hire that administrative employee. Yep. And, and the same thing is true on the, on the doctor side. If you're hiring another doctor, okay, how quickly does that doctor start to bring in their own patients? How much training is going to be involved from you with that doctor? Oftentimes, this, is, this might be the harder decision to make because that's the unknown, right? Like you hope you have a good hiring process. You hope you're hiring the right person. But oftentimes when you're hiring a new doctor, especially a doctor out of school, like they know maybe the clinic side or maybe they're learning the clinic side, but they, they've the marketing side and bringing on new patients, that's a whole different ball game, right? So what is that time value money in terms of how long will it take that doctor to get up and running for you to maybe break even for one? And then what happens from that date, from that point forward, that's the, the struggle that I think many doctors have or practice owners. Yeah, it's, it's very much that chicken or egg conversation. And it's like your time gets so compressed. What is the best way of alleviating that compression of time to be able to free you up to do the things that you want to do, which for most naturopaths is see more patients and help more people. Exactly. So th- that's an example of how it ties to the practice. It, it and it's all around your practice. There's, I mean, Alex and I could sit here and do probably a million episodes of <laughs> how, how time value money is, is in, implied there and used. But let's bring up the personal side, Alex, right? So let's, let's talk about, you know, many doctors are either looking to buy a home, or already have a home, right? And they've got a mortgage. Yeah. And like, let's take a, a half step backwards. Most people have this misconception that you're buying a home for half a million dollars or three quarters of a million dollars or a million dollars or whatever the house costs to buy. Very few people pay cash for a house. And so if you're not paying cash for a house, you're not buying the house for the half a million, three quarters of a million, million dollars, whatever the, the, the price of the house is, you're not buying it that way. You're buying it for whatever the down payment is, plus then whatever your monthly payment is. Yep. And so there's like time value of money applies here. The, the less expensive money is to borrow, the more expensive that we would expect houses to become because we measure it in what's our monthly payment to buy the house. And so when we're in a low interest rate environment, time value of money is cheap. 
meaning that it's inexpensive to borrow money. We don't have to give as much back to borrow money. And so that is going to allow our dollars to go further in terms of purchasing a house, which has a natural inflationary or increasing effect on the value of homes. Yeah. When you're going to choose your, your type of mortgage, like length, right? 15 year, 30 year, or maybe you're thinking of overpaying the mortgage time value money. This is an important conversation to really look at. If you overpay in the mortgage and your mortgage interest rate is in the twos, which is crazy that I'm even saying that, right? Right. What, where else could you put your money that you could possibly get more than two? Yeah, it's, it's this concept that, that you'll save money by using a 15-year mortgage as opposed to a 30-year mortgage. And th- that's only half the story. Like, yes, you're going to pay a lot less interest on a 15-year mortgage than you will on a 30-year mortgage for two reasons. One, the interest rate is likely going to be lower. And two, you're borrowing the money over a shorter time period, and therefore there's less time for the interest to accrue. And so the, the, the total interest payments are going to be less. However, that's only half the story. Your monthly payment is going to be significantly more. And so if you put $3,000 into a 15-year mortgage, but you only have to put $2,000 into a 30-year mortgage, well, we need to figure out what did we forego in that extra thousand dollars? Like what could we have done with that extra thousand dollars that would have generated some sort of utility, efficiency, return? And if once we start measuring that, most of the time, the 30-year mortgage winds up being less expensive because of the time value of money that that extra, in our example, thousand dollars a month would have done. Yeah, it's I'm how many times have we all read the article about what you just said? Meaning you should do a 15-year mortgage rather than a 30-year mortgage because you'll pay less in interest. The article isn't incorrect. It just didn't bring up where else you could put your money. Well, I would argue that the conclusion that the article drew was incorrect. Fair. Fair. Right. Again, it goes to looking at just like you do with your patients, right? You're looking at everything holistically, right? If you put a candy bar in your mouth, well, yeah, it might turn into this, but if you put, right, (laughs) right, look at everything holistically. Are you doing the exercise? Are you getting enough sleep? So let's look at your finances the exact same way. You can't just focus on one side, which is what that article did. Exactly. And I'm not trying to say that these people are, are doing it. Or, or, I don't want to say that because I know what your response is going to be. I don't want to say they're doing this maliciously. They're not. Correct. They're not just not looking at everything holistically, which is why people maybe lose on money if, if depending on what the situation is. This doesn't hold true all the time, right? Like in the 70s, interest rates on mortgages were in double digits. Oh, absolutely. And in that circumstance, like whatever the alternative is that you would have done, 
chances are you're not going to get a better time value of money or better utility of those dollars than paying off a guaranteed like 20, 25% interest rate on your mortgage. Like absolutely. That would have been the best thing to do. Which is where this is the interesting thing about these different rules, if you will, that are still out there. It's, it's, it came from like real times where the rule was actually a pretty good rule. And we learned it from either our grandparents or great grandparents. And because they taught our parents or our parents, right. They taught it to us because it's been passed down by generation to generation, but they actually didn't stop to look at, okay, well, wait a minute. Does that rule apply? Because is interest rate still double digits? Has the paradigm shifted? Right. So that's the key piece here. So so as you can see, this time value money is literally everywhere. And so when we're talking about utilization of your money, or I think we tend to use the word efficiency of your money, that's what we're talking about. What are the other options? Does, you know, exp- looking at the dollar today is going to be worth more than the dollar tomorrow. Right. I mean, and it's very much the same way that you guys look at things. Okay. Okay. We have this set of circumstances what is the best way to proceed? Is it to treat the symptom? Is it to uh, excise whatever the issue is uh, through cutting it out? Or is it to treat the actual underlying condition? And again, that's one of the reasons why Ryan and I love working with naturopathic physicians is because of the approach that you guys take towards medicine makes so much sense. So Alex, I think this is a great segue into our question of the day. Yeah. And the question of the day is how will you make decisions differently moving forward, utilizing this concept of time value of money? So head over to holistic-finance.com. And at the bottom of that page, there's a spot for you to answer that question of the day. Um, or if you have any other questions or topics that you want us to speak about, that's another uh, good spot to uh, reach out to us to have that conversation. If you're getting value out of this, uh, I'm sure you've got comrades, friends, employees, coworkers that also would probably get value out of this. So share it, right? Like Alex and I are on a mission to help you all build your practice. And, you know, this is why we started the podcast. So um, share it, like it review it. If you don't like stuff or you're wanting us to, to talk about other topics, right? Engage with us because we want to keep bringing that piece. So we hope this episode was valuable for you. And as always, Mr. Collins, make it a great day. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Quantified Financial Partners, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. 
OSJ333 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California, 91711. Telephone 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow AR Insurance License, number 1531912. CA Insurance License, number 0K24924. Alexander Collins AR Insurance License, number 7264699. CA Insurance License, number 0H24806. Pinpoint number 2021-120528, expiration April 2023.